The vast is wide and bright in the midday sun, and the beluga is wide and fast. Uh, its propellers are spinning quickly as it takes you on to your destination. The crew of the beluga has been asked to pick up uh, some cargo from a, uh, a ship. They fly with the, the purple family. Uh, they have a component that you need to pick up from them and deliver to Gypsum Heights. As you are on the way um, to the, the rendezvous point, um, you notice uh, uh, something that wasn't, um, <laughs> that probably your contact wasn't aware of before is that it looks like there's been a, uh, a blockade uh, con uh, built up, a naval blockade or air naval blockade going around. You know, you can just see the, the sky continent, basically, of the river disassemblage on the horizon. Um, and it looks like the blockade is kind of between it and uh, your rendezvous point, which is on the further side of it. The, the blockade is, you, can, you can't quite see it, you don't really have good telescopes on the ship or anything, but you can probably assume that it's the Asia fleet. Uh, they've been having some border skirmishes with the Reverend Assemblage recently, so chances are this is them, you know, doing a little saber rattling. The fleet, you don't necessarily have any problems with specifically. Uh, Protectorate Affairs haven't been your biggest fans. So as you're here in the distance, um, what are you going to do to be able to to get around and get to your rendezvous point? So I think we've... you've probably got... Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so we essentially see this, this fleet, uh, the Asia Empire fleet kind of blocking our way to get to where we want to go. Yeah, they're not like they're not like arrayed directly in front of you, but they are. Uh, your destination is on the other side. Uh, if you went through the regular routes, it would probably be, I don't know, another day's travel um, to be able to get around them safely. Well, fortunately, we don't have to stick to the regular routes. Are you implying that we should use our smuggling lane maps? <laughs> I am saying that this might be the ideal time to bust out our smuggling lane laps. Our smuggling lane laps? Our smuggling lane maps. <laughs> because honestly, I think that uh, we don't particularly want to have to deal with the protectorate. They don't particularly like us. We don't like them. And uh, we don't want to go uh, around them because, I don't know, time is money, friend. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, Alright, so I think what I'm going to do, get right into it, I'm going to make a map, or a clock, uh, and I'll have that clock represent reaching the rendezvous point. And it's just a four clock, you know, just to get you started. Um, and yes, if you want to try to get to them, uh, chances are those cool maps would give you potency on a roll, but it's up to you how you're trying to, you know, address this in particular. Um, just to kind of get you rolling, like I could give you some examples. You could study the maps um, to see what you can figure out from them. You could try to just, you know, uh, helm the ship and uh, without necessarily studying them too closely and just try to, you know, rely on your ship's admittedly quite good engines to push your way past. Hmm. Well... I think that we should probably give a good look at the maps to see what our ideal route would be. You know, mm -hmm. what is going to give us a good balance of getting us there quickly, but hopefully not putting us directly uh, in the mouth of danger. 
Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I think that we, we spend a little time kind of sussing out, you know, what our capabilities are and how the weather's looking, you know, how, what, what, what are the conditions? What are we sailing into? Okay. So, uh, We'll kind of broaden this out to represent not just the studying itself, but what you make of it. So I'll have this be a, an action roll rather than a, uh, a fortune roll. So who is who is making this roll? Who is good who's stu- at who's taking a look at these charts and kind of leading the leading the uh, your uh, journey? Uh, well, I can study. You know, living in a merchant town hearing a lot from the Junkers Guild and the Empire and the various factions that come in. You know, she's she's definitely heard a couple things about navigating these back ways. And, you know, she might be able to make sense of some of these charts. So I think if you study, and it's in this uh, system, it's always up to you to decide what action you use. Um, I will tell you, you know, like your your position and your effect level in response to that, but you always get to pick which action you use. I would say that would be risky and with great effect because of those cool charts you have. Okay. So uh, Quell kind of spreads the the charts out on a, a probably like a box or a little counter, whatever is nearby, you know, mm-hmm. and, and drags Myriad and Gadget over and is like, look, if we can't go through them, we go around them. But if we can't go around them the standard way, because that's going to cost us time and it's going to cost us money, we got to find the the little uh, passageways, if you get what I mean. We got to find the little the little tunnels and the nooks and crannies that they're not going to be looking at. What do you think when we look here? And Paul starts kind of tracing her finger over various, uh, you know, strangely depicted lines that might indicate some of the Sky River uh, smuggling areas, smuggling lanes. Um, is there any way I could assist Quell with this? Because <laughs> there is no such thing as coincidences, and there's no way that Gadget would be okay with passively standing by and let somebody else study the situation. Like, a <laughs> little, little weird that we're hired on this mission, and suddenly, suddenly there just happened to be a barricade right where we need to be. Oh, <laughs> Quell didn't even think about that. Uh, you could spend one stress since you currently have one connection with uh, Quell. Actually, this is a good moment. Let's have everybody go around and just which belief, what beliefs do you have about everybody? So you go ahead and start us off, Gadget. What are your beliefs about Quell and Myriad? Ooh, okay. Quell, well, she's a mystic. And thankfully, my headgear protects me from her reading my mind again. <laughs> And clearly, Quell is not even her true identity. Like, what is her real name? And why is she hiding from them? Who <laughs> is she hiding from? Do you think they they know that you have this mystical side to you, Quell? You know, if I've been on the crew for a little bit, they might have a good, like, some sense of it. Especially Gadget being, like, you know, particularly paranoid. <laughs> um <laughs> Quell like tends to keep it real quiet though, because you know there are a lot of people who are not friendly to spirits, and thus probably aren't particularly friendly to mystics. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, there would be a lot of people who would have very negative beliefs about mystics, and mystics being like, you know, brain readers or like, you know, spirit possessed or whatever people want to think. But yeah, she, I, she keeps it on the down. I could low. see. 
gadget picking up on that you're hiding something oh, and yeah. instead of hiding the fact that you're a mystic she think you know kind of missed the mark on that one and thinks you're just hiding a whole secret identity instead Ooh, i love it <laughs> that's especially great because how's quell supposed to prove that otherwise quell doesn't even know who she is no <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh, i'm an urchin i don't know where i came from <laughs> i'm quell's probably not my real name <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, okay, and how about, uh, with Myriad? Oh, Myriad, this is a little bit more straightforward. Okay, so, Myriad uses a cane. You've seen a cane before, right? Well, canes are made out of wood, and wood comes from trees, and trees are grown in Arbolan. Myriad is from Arbolan. Myriad's cane is made out of carbon fibers. Therefore, Arbolan trees are grown from carbon cables, and that is how Arbolan trees are able to grow so tall. But you see, things from carbon fibers are strong for their size. And Myriad is strong for their size. Therefore, Myriad is made out of carbon fibers. <gasps> the question is, though, is who made Myriad and the trees in Arbalon and why? <laughs> these are all great questions. So are we aware of these beliefs, like, as characters? Um, I think it depends, you know, how much they, they manifest them. I think these beliefs, you know, obviously they're supposed to somewhat color the way you interact with the other characters. Um, but they don't necessarily say to you, like, hey, these are the things I believe about you, you know? I think you would notice that Gadget is very, uh, not suspicious, but less sympathetic if you're ever injured. Like, oh, well, I can fix that, you know? You don't have to pretend you need to go to a stitch. Like, I got you. (laughs) I love it. All right, and how about uh, Quell? What are your beliefs about Myriad and Gadget? Quell sees how talented a mechanic Gadget is and how Gadget just seems to have like an innate knack of understanding machines. And so Quell believes that Gadget must be able to speak to spirits of machines the same way that Quell speaks to spirits of the world. And that means the machines have to have spirits too. Okay, how about me? Uh, time to add a new conspiracy theory later on in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for Myriad, Quell believes that Myriad is an unknown, unrecognized descendant of Atlantis Purple and the Empress, and is potentially a future hero. <laughs> <laughs> now, to, to make it clear, the Purple family that you're working from right now also claims lineage from that Purple family. but Right, that's why that's... it's an unknown, unrecognized descendant. <laughs> There you go. And that, in go. fact, uh, Myriad is probably the true descendant and therefore is like, I don't know, an emperor and a hero. <laughs> or I don't know what a gender neutral term for emperor would be. Emperor. Emperor. Yep. I'm not uh, sure. A royal individual and a hero. <laughs> so uh, background note, uh, there were in our microscope game, as we were establishing this history, there were a couple of, of purples who... Uh, one of them invented skyships to begin with, so that's very important. And then one of their descendants was the first person to visit all the known landbergs. And in the process, they had a run-in with the uh, the Empress, who was a sky pirate at the time. It seems like uh, she was tied into the current Asia Empire of some kind, in, in some way. You know, it's not totally clear how the lineage works there, but the Purples have been uh, keeping, keeping uh, important company for a while. So if Myriad is the true but unknown, unrecognized descendant 
who at length is purple and the empress, then they have to have a heroic destiny. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Myriad, what are your beliefs about Gadget and Quill? Um, so Myriad believes that uh, Gadget's conspiracy theories are probably correct. Um, <laughs> they just believe, you know, they just seem like Gadget is just really smart and makes connections and is super intelligent. And um, Myriad is not. Um, (laughs) so myriad's like yeah gadget's really intelligent and is probably correct about every single theory that they're talking about (laughs) i like it all right ed uh what about uh quell uh for quell myriad uh is one of those like empty brain people and it's like "Mm." Quell has a great sense of style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Urchin fashionista. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've, you've, been, you've been picking through stuff long enough. I'm sure you have an eclectic style. Oh, definitely. My outfit is styling. All right. And as we zoom back out from those uh, internal monologues, as we see the, the, the whole crew of the Beluga assembled around the, the, these charts for the first time, um, we can go to this the study roll to see how that works out. And yes, um, Gadget, you could spend a stress, since you have one connection, you could spend one stress to either give improved effect, position, or uh, one extra die to this roll. I think, I think that's also how it works here in this particular system. Let me check that real oh. quick while you think about that. Oh, I'm definitely going to be spending the stress. All right. Are you adding an extra die to the roll, or are you increasing the? Well, it's already a great effect, so I think an extra die would probably be the most advantageous. That sounds good. So uh, it's risky, you said. Yep, and you also have two gambits. We can talk about those now. Uh, gambits are something that represents your crew's luck, your fortune, your momentum. Uh, you start with two because that's what your kind of crew starts with. You generate mm-hmm. more when you roll a six or a critical on a risky roll. But I think Quell also has a special thing for generating yep. them on desperate. Is that right? Yep. So I, because Quell is kind of a, a strange amalgam of mystic and scoundrel, because you know we're playing in a, in a relatively low magic, low psychic ability uh, world. So going full mystic, full Jedi didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I took the scoundrel uh, special ability of never tell me the odds, which means that Quell also also generates gambits on desperate rolls and may generate gambits even if they spend a gambit. So you uh, you're getting the plus one die here. So you'd add you'd have one bonus die on top of whatever your study normally is, and you could also spend a gambit. Mm-hmm. You could also push yourself. Or you could accept a devil's bargain. And I think the devil's bargain I would give you here is just, um, uh, I would, I'd, uh, take a clock. I would start a clock of, um, maybe one of the ships, uh, from the blockade, uh, keeping an eye on you, maybe pursuing you from a distance. So that would just be me starting a clock and, uh, marking it for one. But that ship has Batro on it. <laughs> <laughs> it might. No, uh, I don't think I'm going to take the devil's bargain. Uh, uh, no, 
I might spend a gambit because we re, uh, regain gambits on risky rolls, you said? You regain gambits on risky rolls that you get a six or a critical on or you desperate. And this is a risky one, so you could regain it if you roll a six. Or okay. Critical. Might as well attempt it. Oh, look at that. You got a six. Yay. That means you, the gambit recharges. You're, you're back at six or at two gambits. Look at nice. you. Nice. I'm a gambit-making machine. <laughs> you are. Uh, and let's see, you had great effect. So yes, I think you are able to um, make it. Uh, you're, you study the lanes. Who's actually piloting the ship? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting story. Don't we have... Oh, no, they're not even, they're not even coming on as a pilot, are they? Uh, right now, we're just kind of floating. Well, okay, so you don't need to have <laughs> ranks and a skill to be able to do that thing. It's just, you know, you're not like an expert at it. <laughs> I, I just mean in the sense that, like, we're in park at the moment. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're idling, okay? Okay, but once you take it out of, once you take it out of neutral, yeah. put the beluga in, in drive or first, it's probably a manual. Um, <laughs> who is going to be steering the vessel? Ah, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, bad at this. <laughs> um, I would say okay. So normally, steering the vessel would come from prowess, right? It would come from helm, which is under prowess, right? Yes. Okay, and. My understanding is that the number of dots we have on the left side of the line in any of our three uh, sections, Insight, Prowess, or Resolve, is how good we are at resisting if something really bad happens using that area. Mm -hmm. So I would say (laughs) whoever has the most dots on the left side of the line in prowess should be the one to take the wheel. You're thinking ahead. Not it. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever's got a lot of points in like scrap and scramble and skulk or ideally helm, but I don't think any of us have points in helm. I guess I could helm the ship. (gasps) Yay! You are our truck driver. You're our beluga driver. <laughs> so we have uh, we have Myriad uh, standing, maybe looking slightly uncomfortable <laughs> at the helm <laughs> of the beluga, which I think, I mean, it's got to have a wheel, right? Can it I be mean, up top? Though... Is it on the top of the beluga? I mean, it can be on the top if you want. I think it would probably be somewhat, like, sheltered. Yeah. But, yeah, it would probably be, like, on the top of the ship, near the top of the ship anyway. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, and uh, so you got a six. So yes, I think you're you are are nearly there. Um, uh, after I, I after I spent some time with uh, Gadget and Myriad, and kind of I'm looking over at you know looking at the the lanes and and saying you know this seems like this might suit us best. Um. Quell's like, you know what? Uh, give me just a second. I'm going to check the wind conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Quell 
kind of climbs up to the top of the ship where she can be out in the, you know, have access to the open, open air and the, the sky rivers. And Quell is going to uh, use some attune with the assistance of Lax and see uh, what the, the sky is saying. Okay, so what does it look like when you uh, are tuning with your little moth spirit friend here? Yay! So Lax, Lax is my little moth-like air spirit um, that followed me from Dime, you know, because moths like light. And so, of course, this moth spirit was attracted to where the people were. Quell does what seems almost like an antiquated motion, where she literally licks her finger and holds it up in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> And like she's testing the wind and as she's kind of leaning over the side of the beluga testing the wind, uh, she gives like a, a, like a whistle, like she's whistling to the wind and that's, she's attuning and calling Lax to her and she's going to mm-hmm. see what pictures, what imagery Lax gives her because the spirits don't talk other than in pictures and emotions and sensations. Okay. Uh, so I think this, uh, you said you're attuning? Yes. This will be this will be controlled, um, but probably limited because Lax is kind of away from their their home. Uh, this isn't their normal stomping ground. But you know, you only need one dot and limited will still get you there. Okay. So a tune. You said it's what? Uh, controlled control. limited. Okay. Limited. Good. And again you can spend a gambit. You can push yourself. You could accept a devil's bargain. The devil's bargain here would probably be uh, Lax taking interest in something something else shiny and fluttering off. So yeah. you uh, you wouldn't get too much more help from them for the rest of this job. No, Lax. I need Lax with me. <laughs> they wouldn't so, be gone forever. They just uh, you know they'd show up again. I'm sure. Uh, I will. I will spend a gambit. Maybe I'll earn it back. If not, I'm sure I'll earn it back another time. <laughs> you can't earn gambits on control rules. Darn it. Okay, then I won't spend a gambit. I'll, uh, if I push myself, I take one stress, right? Two. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to spend one gambit. And that way I don't have to take stress. And then I don't have to use that. Yeah, you know. All right, let's do it. Get him back. All right, so, yep, one bonus die. There we go. I don't know, four or five. Uh, you hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. I think, uh, yeah, I think I know what the minor complication is. Uh, as Lax lands on your finger, um, you get a feeling, hmm, I don't know, what does it normally look like when you commune with Lax? When you're, what, what kind of, what other visions they, they share with you usually look like? Uh, well, Lax is an air spirit and, uh, you know, has kind of moth-like like qualities. Uh, Lax, you know will share, you know, will often be good at telling me, you know, what, like, what the air might be like, if there's going to be storms, if there's uh, something of interest that they spotted, which is why they're particularly helpful in terms of, like, helping pick junk, because they're good at spotting interesting things from, you know, their vantage point. Uh, They're good at uh, telling me, you know, um, they can tell me, or I think they could show me, like, Maybe if they found like a, an interesting uh, person or, or situation, but they don't really, they're not very good at, um, what would moths not be good at? 
I don't know. What do you think, Connor? What 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 would Lax not be great at relating? A new study shows that moth vision trades speed and resolution for contrast sensitivity at night. So I think they see contrast really well. Um, And I think in the distance you get this feeling of there is a storm front approaching in the uh, toward you, like where you're where you're headed. It seems like there is a storm front that way. Not probably not like the worst, the storm of the century or anything, but it is a little storm. Uh, and that storm front is blocked out. The feeling of the the pressure from it is blocked out by two roughly skyship sized shapes mm. uh, in the direction of the rendezvous point. Got it. Uh, and there, there's only supposed to be one ship there. I also have the strong sense that spirits in general probably aren't very good at relating to human concepts of time. Yep. <laughs> so I could be like, where is the storm? And Lax could be like, over there. And I'm like, how close is that? And Lax is like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, 100 candles. <laughs> like, yeah, when is that going to happen? Like, a while? I don't know. So, yeah. So then, so Lax shows that there is two ships instead of one where? Uh, in the direction of the rendezvous point. So you're, you're headed there. Quell gives Lax like a warm little glow, like you know, like the uh, the emotional experience of sitting in warm candlelight, and <laughs> will uh, aim to give Lax a, a little candle later, and wow. uh, dashes down and relays to Gadget and uh, and Myriad that we may have a little pro- a little problem. Uh, and as you run down there and relay that, I think we come up over the shoulder of um, of Myriad, uh, and we see uh, in the distance the clouds kind of part around you. There's a little cloud bank. Uh, there's the ship, which is a a purple ship, of course, uh, painted bright purple. Of um, oh, what name did I decide on? Um, it's extra appropriate, I think. Oh yes, partial cloudy. Uh, <laughs> The ship of Partial Cloudy, uh, who you're supposed to pick this up from, is currently uh, parked, sky parked, sky parked next to a Protectorate Affairs ship. It's you're still a little too uh, far away to like see if there's anything happening on the decks. Mm. Do you think we could get them to chase a decoy into the storm and? Uh, potentially get lost for a little bit. Well, would they chase ships, or were they, or would they chase somebody who didn't round up their taxes at the last envoy? Like, <laughs> well, they probably chase the right ship if you get what I mean. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll I'll, uh, I'll rewind it a little bit since you're just in a risky position. It's not desperate. They haven't docked yet, but they are circling each other, and it looks like they're exchanging semaphore signals. Well, what do you think, uh, Myriad? I mean, you're the one piloting this this baby beluga. Uh, rush in. Let's just rush in. <laughs> Let's just do this. You think we're overthinking this? I mean, I know the Protectorate Affair doesn't like us, but that that doesn't mean they're going to give us trouble, right? Mm. Or am I getting this wrong? Uh, we should be collecting more evidence before we barge in. Are we able to read the semaphore flags from our current position? With your spyglass, 
give me a gather information, your, your little spyglass. You might need to get a little bit closer, um, but uh, I think you can do that without making a roll. Um, so you can get a little bit closer, you can pull out your spyglass, and then what are you doing to, uh, to identify their semaphore? Um, well, I want to study it. So I, I have my, my little notebook where I keep all my detailed notes and thoughts mm -hmm. and I'm jotting down any recognizable, uh, flag that I see. Okay. So, uh, go ahead and give me a gather information role with study then. Okay. So, uh, I can give you a little bit of information that that's the, that's not a great result on gather information. I think you're seeing... The Protectorate Affairs ship... No, you're, you actually can't see the Protectorate Affairs ship. That's the thing. You've, you've got to keep their ship between you and them so they haven't seen you yet. So you're only able to see what signs uh, Partial Cloudy's ship is giving. Uh, and they're giving some really lame excuse about, uh, about why they were stuck there, which is that they're having some problems with their lit... What did we end up calling them? Uh, their lift core... But it's dangerous, so the Protectorate Affairs shouldn't come aboard. They should just keep going. They'll work it out. And as a mechanic, you know that, I mean, chances are that's baloney. It's, it's, there's a, it's, there's, their ship does not look like it's sinking. Well, at this point, I would not be opposed to just charging forward. We know that they know that we know that they know that this is just a cover story. But they really know that we know this. Well, uh, you are on the other side of the ship. You could try to sneakily dock without them being aware of you. Um, you there would be some rolls involved. You know, I think we're very good at sneaking. I I definitely think that sneaking seems like a, a wise choice in this in this matter. Uh, we are a sneaky ship, and we're a fast ship, and we do have a very talented mechanic who is able to make some sort of decoy maybe that would draw their attention away and help us like dock secretly more effectively. Um, and maybe, you know, if we see that the storm is coming, maybe they are also aware of the potential stormy weather. Maybe they don't want to be hanging out there any longer than they need to be. Mm -hmm. So we're charging in. Uh, <laughs> In a charging sense. in stealthfully. <laughs> We're charging Quietly. in stealthily. Yes. Alright, so what what is your uh what is your objective here and who's doing it? Uh you want to dock sneakily? <laughs> that would probably be wise, especially because we don't have any weapons and I mean these people are not the hugest fans of us. Myriad, you're still at the at the helm. Are you gonna stick a stay with her? Stay up there and uh, try to guide the ship in? Yes. All right. Sure. Myriad, Myriad's going to Myriad try. Myriad has got this. I trust. I trust them. Uh, all right. I love. So this. if you're trying to control the ship, then it is. I wish I could give you skulk, but it really is helm. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think that would just be risky standard um, to try and you know, as I said, they were circling each other, so you're kind of like aligning your flight path just right, so you stay on the other side. Um, you know, thankfully the the clouds blowing in from the storm make this a little bit easier for you. So I would just say it's risky standard. Um, I will offer you a devil's bargain of them uh, catching sight of you a little bit, and you will take some heat in the turn ward sector. 
um, but you don't need to take that. Um, I think I'd rather just think really hard and hurt my brain about this. So I'm going to push myself. I feel so bad for poor Myriad. Myriad coming from this this place where there's like only one dock. You know, Myriad's like, I have never flown a ship. Why is this happening? <laughs> get, get up there. We just have faith in you. In fact, uh, I'm going to say that uh, that Quell has intense faith in Myriad because Quell has this belief that well, uh, that Myriad is the offspring, the the kind of like secret illegitimate offspring of, of Atlantis Purple and the Empress. <laughs> and so Myriad should have the ability to fly a ship in their blood. Like Myriad <laughs> should just innately be incredibly skilled at this. Like maybe Myriad will tap into the way and just have like the ability to to fly down a narrow chute and and fire into a tiny tiny hole and blow up the Death Star. <laughs> so like you're expecting Myriad to just like suddenly take firm hold of the wheel and like the Edo boys, no one sleep in Tokyo to start playing as they just drift right <laughs> up to the side. Yeah, that, that it would Pony's be ship. it would be like learning to breathe, like that it just comes naturally to, to Myriad. <laughs> It's kind of funny because Myriad spends a lot of time reading like old stories and like fan fiction <laughs> of Atlantis Purple and the Empress. Aww. Aww. Uh, well, let's see how you roll. If you get a six, I know what your new backstory is. <laughs> so are you are you channeling that belief somehow to help them to like uh, are you are you assisting here? Yeah, or are you just Quell gonna, is gonna like putting her, her hand on Myriad's shoulder. And it's like, I know you have this. This this is like part of you. This is in your blood, Myriad. You can do this. You were born for this. And it's just giving Myriad like the mother of all pep talks. <laughs> all right. So that's that's two bonus dice so far. Um, you could also spend um, a gambit to have three. How many gambits do we have right now? Well, we normally start with two, right? But then we start with an extra one because of the kind of ship we are. And I spent one and replaced it, so that's back to three. And then I spent one and didn't replace it, so there should be two. Two. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, two. And it's use it or lose it. It'll just reset back down to two okay. uh, when well, you start the next uh, job. Myriad is not super uh, confident, but is going to like lean into that gambit and that look. <laughs> and uh and quell's pep talk and and really think about and channel the stories that they've been reading about the empress and atlantis purple to guide this ship <laughs> okay so we have a five on a risky standard uh all right, you do it, but there's a compl- consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Uh, yeah, I know what happens here. Uh, you manage to pull off that drift, but the arc is a little too far, and you connect, and there's a gong, <laughs> and you're going to take a little bit of hull damage. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Ship can take it. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> you you literally drifted into the, the shed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's some scraping. Uh, mo- most of the damage it. is to you, not to them. Um, no, you could roll. You could roll to resist um, that. If yeah, you I'll roll to resist. Use your probably the same thing that you were you were rolling with before. So make a resistance roll with your prowess. Okay, so you'll take two stress because you rolled a four. All right, so yep, it, it looks like you're going to uh, overshoot it a little bit, but then you know there's just that like spark. Uh, you you think like, oh man, what would what did Atlantis always do here? Oh right, the air brake. Uh, <laughs> airships have air brakes, right? <laughs> uh, and you slam on it, and the ship stops like four inches from the deck of the other ship. Nice. And and Quell uh, throws her arms around Myriad in a hug and is like, I knew it. I knew you could do it. <laughs> and this just this secretly confirms Quell's belief. That you yep. must definitely be the offspring of Atlantis Purple and the Empress. All right, so... Um... Uh, yeah, you, you're you're docked here. I think the let's see, the other ship, uh, they're close enough that they notice you docking, and you see uh, one person uh, kind of pop up and lean over the railing of uh, uh, Partial Cloudy's ship. He's kind of a he's got kind of a sour look on his face. He has, clearly hasn't had a great great day. He's kind of got close close cropped. Um, you know, dusty brown hair. Uh, he leans over and he just, he like looks back at the other ship and he just kind of whispers really loud, like, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? We're the crew of the Beluga and we're, we're here for business. You're the, you're the pickup? Oh my God. Can't you see? And he like, he gestures out to the, to the um, protector affairs ship. This is not a great time to do the, transfer <laughs> he whispers that again and and quell like waves her arm and it's like ah do you see that there's weather coming there's no time like the present oh christ all right yeah fine sure all right we we got it we just gotta get it on the deck but somebody's gonna need to cover for us so the damn pas don't come over here and think we're making some kind of a deal in front of their noses which we are <laughs> I was thinking that this sounds like their problem, but it's like, okay, well, <laughs> she ducks her head back down and it's like, uh, Gadget Myriad, we need to find some way uh, to help the transfer happen without the, 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 the bad guys basically noticing what we're doing. Uh, yeah, so he's he's run back. He's uh, you can hear him hollering at his his crew, uh, saying like, "Yeah, yeah, get the get the box. No, the the big box behind the other one, and move it up on the deck. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Just move it up on the deck." Uh, well, again, we can still use the storm cloud to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never opposed to wrecking things so if we need to take down a, you know uh a protector of, of a ferris ship i'm okay with that uh i think we would definitely have 
the protectorate are behind if we took out a a protectorate of a bear's ship. <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't like it, assuming any of them, you know, survived to tell the rest of them about it. But you're not a bunch of murderers, are you? Uh... We're not, but gravity might be. I don't know. <laughs> How do we disable their ship? If we were to disable their ship in some fashion, um, in like a flashy fashion, we would have the dual bonus of one, distracting them, and two, preventing them from following us if they did notice. Well, your ship doesn't have any weapons on it. Uh, looks like purple, uh, or not purple, uh, partial cloudy's ship has probably got some, some caster cannons on it. No, I was thinking it's something uh, that might uh, something a little more natural. Okay. I was, I was I was thinking how do we how do we find a way to have their ship take a lightning strike? It's <laughs> a great question. And again, Quell looks at Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> I could rig something up, but I would need somebody to actually place it on the ship. Uh, Myriad, would you be able to plant a device onto the ship if I crafted it? Are there any uh, requirements to me doing this? Like, do you want me to be quiet or can I just do it? Well, at this point, if we're sabotaging their ship, I don't think we need to be that stealthy. I mean quiet going in but once it's planted what are they going to do about it exactly (laughs) frankly frankly how will they follow us you know we disable their ship there's a big flash of light they're all shocked and awed we get the cargo and then we get out of here before we get hit by lightning uh you would need some way to get to the other ship uh but you know your ship doesn't have a ton on it you're kind of a scrappy little crew but yeah you might be able to quote borrow something from uh from partial ship you know maybe as a glider or something so could i borrow a glider of some sort from the partial cloudy ship and just fly glide over to the protectorate of fair ship and like place a giant lightning rod on it <laughs> i mean hell yeah how am i gonna say no to that that's awesome you are totally you are totally going like mission impossible myriad mission impossible flying with an approaching storm gliding over to a protectorate ship to place a giant lightning rod <laughs> uh so how are you planning on getting this glider from them are you just going to take it? Or are you going to try to talk them, talk them into giving it to you? I'll, I'll talk them into giving it to me. I'll be like, look, you asked for distraction or cover, and the, I'm going to give it to you. I just need the glider. <laughs> All right. So you leap, uh, you leap over the railing. Uh, I think um, Gadget probably already knows what she needs to do here uh, <laughs> in terms of making you a lightning rod real quick. Uh, you leap over the railing and you just kind of casually, uh, you know, walk down the stairs to their deck. And Partial just turns around and says like, oh, well, welcome aboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, what, what do you, so you basically just say like, hey, you said you needed a distraction. Yeah. I got an idea. 
is this even a roll? Nah, I don't think this is even a roll. He just, like, he kind of grits his teeth, uh, and he just says, like, that's a terrible idea, but I don't have any better ones. Uh, it <laughs> came from Quell, and Quell is only full of brilliant ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he just points to uh points to a glider i think gliders are probably like really they've got to be bigger than backpacks right i feel like they're somewhere between a back a modern backpack and a hang glider they kind of like deploy um or are they more like nausicaa like i don't know oh i love the what idea of the nausicaa gliders those are rad the the thing I will say about these gliders is that they shouldn't be like self-propelled. You know, you shouldn't be able to go long distances with them. You mostly go like across and down. But, you know, you could totally just uh catch Myriad. <laughs> I think this is brilliant. I love it. Alright, so he'll point you to a glider, uh, and you can you can grab it. Um gadget. I think we'll handle you getting this lightning rod together as a setup roll. Uh, set up another character with your action. If you achieve it, any team members who follow through on your mover get maneuver, get plus one effect or improved position. You could just give them a piece of metal, you know, like that's not hard. But if you want to be able to have like, the, you know, whatever you're using to stick it on and have it shaped right, then I think you would need to make a roll. Rig or hack or what would you think in this case? I think if you were if you said rig, I would say it's probably uh, controlled standard. Um, if you're hacking, then I think you could maybe hack uh, his uh, their glider to behave in a in a different way, which would probably make the uh, their effect maybe desperate great. Um, but if you're just giving them a lightning rod, you can't really hack a lightning rod. Okay. I rig it is then. All right, so this will be uh, this will be controlled standard. Can you hear my cat? Yes. <laughs> He's so sad. His playmate ran away because he she hates his guts. Started a fight. <laughs> okay. So on a four, on a uh, risky. Oh wait, no, you got a six. I was looking at the prowess roll. Uh, this is controlled, right? So unfortunately, you don't get a gambit. Um, all right, yeah, you do it. You uh, tell me what this lightning rod looks like. Okay. Um, thankfully, I always keep tin foil on hand, so it <laughs> wasn't difficult for me to retrieve it from my headgear and pull it out and crumple it up. It's just the right way that I know will perfectly attract electro, uh, electromagnetic pulses. And I hand it over to Myriad as if, you know, they see this every single day and they know exactly what to do with it. <laughs> All right. So, yep, I think, Myriad, you're probably walking back onto deck with your glider ready to go. And Gadget leans over the deck of the Beluga and just passes off the, uh, the lightning rod. And it, you're all set. All right. Uh... Yeah, Mary is just gonna go for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you could uh, you can probably like throw down the glider and it kind of uh, unfolds beneath your feet and you can like it's almost like a skateboard. You like kick yourself off the deck. 
Ooh, um, I love it. So what what uh, action rating do you think you're using for this? Like to to glide on the glider? Yeah, we we can roll I'll roll this all into one roll to glide yourself up to the protectorate affairs ship um, while more mostly evading their notice and uh, attach the the lightning rod. Here's a question that directly relates to this. Can I try to attune to use any like air or ask any air spirits like request their assistance in like helping move the glider to like the ideal location for attachment? I think yeah, I mean, I think you could you could definitely justify an assist that way. Yeah, I'd like to assist in that fashion. Awesome. I like it. Uh and yes, the you feel the currents are uh the the winds shift a little bit of the storms you know they were blowing to they were blowing uh toward you before now they're kind of blowing back the other direction it's weird um <laughs> so i think this would be a i think this is a risky standard if you're oh wait no you haven't told me what action you're using yet or did you um i was going to cuz scramble is traversing rough terrain and like going to a position mm mm-hmm. mhm Yep, that sounds right to me. I think this would be a risky, great scramble because your good friend Gadget made this awesome lightning rod for you. Yay! All right. And you're getting one bonus die to start with from your friend uh, Quell. So make sure you mark that stress. Yes. I will go ahead and mark that stress. To uh, Just one for the assist. Yeah. So that's, that's one bonus die. You have one... Uh, Gambit remaining. Just seems like the winds are in your favor. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to spend a gambit. I don't think I'm going to push myself. Nope. So. One bonus die. One bonus die. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Should have spent the gambit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a risky, things go badly. Uh, you suffer harm. A complication occurs. All right, so I think what happens here is uh, a complication occurs and you're going to end up in a desperate position. The complication is that uh, the person who is manning the semaphore flags uh, looks out of their porthole uh, and they see you flying up. Oh! <laughs> like, they're just like, what the hell is that? Uh, and that is the reason that you are in a desperate position as you uh you do make it to position but like trying to um trying to dodge out of the way you're a little bit um you still need to actually affix the uh the uh lightning rod and get the hell out of there oh god okay so what are you doing um i guess i will just try to be as quick about it as i can and mm-hmm. get off that ship. <laughs> All right. Uh, ha- are we able to see, are Gadget and I able to see what is happening to poor Myriad as they are now in position? Yeah, so I think they're probably like clinging to the underside of the ship. Um, and the glider, like their feet probably lock into it like a, like a snowboard. I know mm-hmm. I just said it was like a skateboard, but now it's like a snowboard too. <laughs> oh, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> we're going through all the 90s extreme sports <laughs> olympics call me um 
Uh, and yeah, I think you're able to see that they're clinging to it. And what, the person who is on the semaphore, the lower semaphore portion of the, uh, the lower semaphore station of the protectorate affairs ship is kind of leaning out of their station oh. and hollering at them and like looking back and hollering. And um, it looks like they're kind of like, they might be going for a weapon of their own. Oh no. Um, so yes, it looks dicey over there. Uh, 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 well, kind of like grabs a uh, gadget shoulder and shakes her and is like, gadget, Myriad's in trouble. Myriad's in trouble. Someone in the semaphore position is, is uh, has noticed them. I think they they might be drawing a weapon. We need something. We need we need something. We need like a a drone, a drone that can that can distract or a drone that can drop trash on their head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, deckhands from uh, from Partial Cloudy's ship. Uh, you actually feel a little shake as the the cargo container drops you know a foot or two onto your deck and they're like commercials like well there you go (laughs) i gadget is not is is not afraid she puts her hand on quell's shoulder and says it's okay if myriad gets damaged i can totally fix them all right we just have to be able to pick up their body after the mission's over. So let's get the <laughs> ship into position and let's go. Quell's like, but Marion's not not a robot. You're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Quell looks concerned. <laughs> Gadget nods her head, smiles, and winks. That's right. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay, no, so- no. No. You've gotten the word from Gadget. Quell, what are you what are you trying to do here to help your friend? Quell's like, okay, okay. I guess I guess uh I I guess that Gadget's got a solution. She's got a plan for picking up a body, but uh I'd rather we get married back in relatively one piece. Mm-hmm. So um I mean that would make it easier to fix if they weren't damaged to begin with, so uh quell is gonna be like okay um what do we have around here in this workshop that we can use to basically create um a one-time use like distraction weapon like some like i'm essentially thinking of the weapon equivalent of jubilee from the x-men i mean i'm not really trying to do a lot of damage i just need them to be distracted long enough to let myriad get out of there well, your idea for a drone was not a bad idea. I could use a drone to block the um oh shoot, no, the the boat swain alerted the others. So blocking his vision wouldn't really be helpful. Well, I mean if you can disable the ship, they're gonna have a tough time chasing you, right? Uh, right. That's but and, we just uh... need to keep them from getting a hold of Myriad before the ship gets disabled. Uh I think you probably all have like normal load. Uh, right, because mm-hmm. we didn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just mark that for everybody, and remember that you have access to all of those items. Um, so if there's something there that you want to use to create a distraction, you wouldn't even need to rig it. You could just pull it out of your pack. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Quell is very concerned. Quell sees the storm coming. Quell sees Myriad on the other ship that sees that the uh, individuals on the PA ship have noticed Myriad. 
uh, Quell still firmly believes that um, that this plan to disable their ship is a, a good one as long as we can actually get away, but is concerned <laughs> that they will get a hold of Myriad and hurt Myriad before that happens. So mm-hmm. looking at what uh, what she has in her pockets, <laughs> what she's carrying with her, and what she's good at, uh, Quell never likes to know the odds, and Quell has some uh, offerings and, and uh, some kind of strange artifact, maybe. So uh, Quell is like, all right, let's go up and let's make a deal with some of these spirits, because uh, that's the only thing I know to do at this point, and... Uh, We've got a storm, so there's definitely going to be some spirits coming in that storm. Well, they probably would love to to, uh, to get a hold of that PA ship. Maybe uh, we can we can help that happen. You could do this as a you could try to take out the ship yourself um, by like calling down the lightning without them uh, without the rod being set up. You could do a setup maneuver where you're like trying to move the ship into place. So that it wouldn't be so desperate for Myriad's escape. I want the storm spirits to to go for the lightning rod and help Myriad get off the ship and get over here. So I think you're probably reckoning with things that are much bigger than you typically reckon with here. Oh yeah. So she... if you're trying to attune, um, which is probably like again probably like a setup for Myriad because you're kind of like helping. Them, yes. their escape to improve yes. their position yes and, or, and i mean even if the even if the storm spirits just go and start like blustering and going for the the people on the pa ship kind of mm-hmm. like start jostling it and given harrying them just long enough so that uh myriad can myriad can get off the ship and get back to safety so i think this will be if you're tuning desperate standard okay so desperate standard, does it matter that I have offerings? I, I think the offerings are probably what makes it even possible for you to interact with the, with, okay. uh, you know, spirits of this caliber. All right. So, uh, yeah, then definitely uh, Quell is, is pushing herself because she has never dealt with spirits like this. Uh, but she knows that they must be there. And, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't want Myriad to get... Uh, messed up because again Myriad's gonna be a hero Quell knows this yep so I like it all right so you're standing up on the deck holding your uh I don't know what what kind of offerings do you think they look like for for these airs for these stormy spirits uh I think that um it's probably some kind of like uh incense because that kind of ties in with air but I think mm-hmm. that uh, Gadget may have noticed <laughs> Quell snatch like a copper tube or some copper wire off the table and mm-hmm. like run up and go onto the top of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, you've got the the copper tube, like you've got the incense like stuck into it, uh, and the some of the dock hands who are kind of like helping shove off the the other ship are like looking at looking at you, and they look back to Partial Cloudy, and they're like, "What the hell is she doing?" Uh, and Partial Cloudy is like, "I don't know who Solomon's working with these days." Uh, oh. <laughs> Solomon Purple is the first person you hired, <laughs> or who hired you rather. And Quell doesn't really know what she's doing, but she's like, "Look, 
I know that like spirits, like electricity spirits must like things that conduct electricity. And I figure like air spirits must like things that go in the air. So I'm going to go up and kind of wave these around and kind of, uh, you know, do my hardest attuning and be like, hey, hey, storm spirits, there's a whole bunch of jerks over there on that ship. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So desperate standard, you are uh, you're pushing yourself. So spend the two stress, take an extra bonus die. Okay. Uh, do you want to spend your last gambit? Uh, I feel like I've been spending all the gambits. Either way. And remember, you, you also might want to save it to make a resistance roll. Yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm just going to take the the one bonus die from taking some stress. Okay. Okay, so you said desperate standard? Yep. With one bonus die. All right. Got a six. Hey, so we get a gambit back. You get a gambit back. Look at you. You're a gambit machine. Uh, oop, you're back up to two. All right. So you you do it. Yep. Uh, so you see, uh, as the clouds approach, these forms uh, kind of separate themselves from it. Uh, and they look like blue whales. Um, feathered blue whales. Uh, and they kind of step separate from the storm and they start uh, swimming through the air and starting to circle the uh, the protector and affairs ship. Uh, and this is extremely frightening. Usually spirits, you know, storm spirits just stay in their storms. Why are they coming out? Why are they taking interest in here? Uh, so the, the, the PAs immediately start slamming their hatches shut. They are not going to be trying to shoot... Uh, shoot myriad right now um so myriad your position is going from desperate up to risky because you know there's still some risk here you're in the middle of a giant storm you're just not in danger of being shot <laughs> <laughs> and quell is trying to yell over the storm you probably can't hear but you might see her like flailing wildly from the top of the balloon <laughs> 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 all right so uh myriad what do you do Seeing these whales start circling the uh, the protectorate of Fairship, I am going to uh, hurriedly slap this lightning rod onto their ship and kick off on my glider awesome. to get the heck back to my own ship. Yes. Oh, uh, Quell, make sure you mark XP in uh, your whatever a tune belongs to, by the way, for that desperate. Oh, yay, okay. Uh, Thanks, and Sunset. Yeah, so... <laughs> Thanks, Sunset. That's our cat. So do you think you're scrambling away here? Um, yeah. All right, so this will be risky, thanks to your friend's help, uh, Standard. Mm. Ooh. As you, you can... Hmm? Can Quell yell down to Gadget um, when she sees that Myriad is making her way back? Gadget, Gadget, something needs to go out to help uh, Myriad catch themselves as they come up. I mean, you could just drop the ship, you know? You could, like, drop it. Uh, yeah, we, we got our a, package. A fathom so that you can be there to, to catch them. I don't know, probably not a fathom. I don't know why I said fathom. I don't know how long a fathom I is. <laughs> I just saw it. that we were still docked, so I don't know if we needed to, like, drop, like, if you had, like, a if Gadget had, like, a crane or something, like a big old gotcha game or like a big old like crane game 
Go, go, that, Gadget Crane. That would be an excellent upgrade to take. Uh, <laughs> but no, the crew hands were, were helping you shove off. Okay. So you're not docked right now. Okay, good. So yeah, There's then I yell hands, down yeah. that uh, Myriad has has uh, released released the Kraken. No, has, <laughs> Myriad has taken off after setting the, the lightning rod and that we need to be ready to intercept. All right. Gadget, are you going to drop the ship some? Absolutely. I mean, right now, there's a lot of things going on in Gadget's mind. Uh, she saw uh, Quell grab some copper tubing, wave it in the air, and summoned uh, a storm spirit, which <laughs> can only mean one thing, that by removing the aluminum foil from her protective headgear, Gadget accidentally summoned the air spirits <laughs> and that is problematic because we implanted our only safety nut over as a lightning rod onto the enemy's ship so oh, let's no. get the hell out of here so all right so you you uh go going through all that like uh just to get that internal monologue and then you can just run over and throw the lever uh yes. it's it's not complicated to make a ship go down you know you don't need to make a roll for that <laughs> throw the lever <laughs> Wrong lever. <laughs> <laughs> the ship slams into the partial cloudy ship again, and uh, yeah, there's that whole damage. No, all right. So the ship starts dropping, and Myriad slaps the the uh, the lightning rod on and goes to you know lift their leg up and kicks off with their cool snowboard glider thing. All right, so go ahead and make your risky standard scramble, and uh, you have two gambits <gasps> if you want to scramble. <laughs> Oh, did you were you going to spend a gambit or were you not? uh i wasn't planning on it oh you almost killed me <laughs> you, you okay over there yeah i just gasped real hard when i saw that roll okay so what happens here is you get Maria about no! a third of the way from the pa ship um and that lightning catches that rod. And oh. it is just beautiful, remarkable. Uh, but you're still pretty close. So it arcs through. And it it arcs into your glider. And the glider just explodes under your feet. Oh, shoot. Um, so I'm going to have you take uh, level three harm. Uh, sh- shocked. Um, electrified. Jolted. Yeah, let's just say electrified, and you can resist that if you want. Resist it. Um, I'm going to attempt to resist it, yeah. (laughs) That just seems like the right thing to do. I don't want Myriad to die! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So go ahead and make a resistance roll, probably using your, your prowess again. Can I spend a gambit on this? No. No? Okay. Uh, I mean, someone could try to protect you. Uh, all right, so you'll only take one stress because you're oh, level five. Good. So your level three harm uh, electrocuted will drop drop down to level one harm uh, scorched feet because you know it exploded under your feet. Um, it's easier to get rid. It's easier to get rid of level one harm in this game, thankfully. Um, and you're falling. <laughs> Because no. you don't have a glider anymore. No. Uh, but your friends have a skyship. So what we are they going to do? Gonna a do? Well, <laughs> if 
uh, Quell is using the baton to summon some, uh, storm spirits. I I'll helm the ship to pick up Myriad. Alright. <laughs> yep. A helm is going to be uh, desperate again, because obviously the consequences would be pretty bad. Oh, um, no. But uh, I think standard effect. And um, you can push yourself. You could spend the gambit. You have two of them now. Uh, I am going to push take, myself. You can take a devil's bargain. Please spend a um, gambit, too. You can definitely scam spend one of those two gambits. <laughs> can I spend a gambit and push myself? Uh, yes. You just can't push yourself and take a devil's bargain. It has to be one or the other. But you can spend a gambit and push yourself. All right, then I and if well can think of some way to help, then you can do that, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Quell would definitely... Let's see, what is Quell good at? Quell is connected with the way, and Quell uh, is good at generating gambits on desperate rolls. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, the help the help here could literally be you standing on the deck ready to catch Miriam. Yeah, uh, I think that's... So Quell is like, oh god, oh god, I don't know how close <laughs> we're going to get. So what Quell is going to do is Quell is going to look around. Uh, Quell is going to see a hefty, hefty uh, rope. And is mm -hmm. going to fasten it very quickly in like a little harness around her, like basically mm -hmm. tying it uh, around her waist and shoulders and groin or however uh, she must securely tie herself. Make sure it's mm -hmm. looped on something secure on the beluga and is ready to dive if necessary to catch Myriad from falling to their death. So if you spend the two stress or the one stress, then you could. Uh, there we go. You could help there too. Yep. And that will also obviously affect fictional positioning if this helm roll doesn't work, because yes. you'll have one more one more literal lifeline. <laughs> um, All right, so we got Quell helping. I yep, yep. am pushing myself. Yep. I'm taking a gambit. Um, yep. Is it risky now, or still desperate? It's still desperate. That doesn't change the position. It's just um, it's just you have the three bonus dice. Oh, let's hope. Yeah, hey. that was totally Woo. worth it. All right, mark that XP because it was desperate. Nice. And yeah, I think um, as Myriad starts dropping out of the sky, um, uh, Gadget just punches the throttle. Like, you know which one's the throttle, at least. Uh, <laughs> and the ship is just making it, and uh, Myriad might be might be just a touch too far, but... Uh, Quell runs forward and like kind of leans off the the deck using that rope tied around her waist to reach her hands out and just boom myriad lands heavily in your arms I guess not too heavily because because they are quite small um, <laughs> but yes you do manage to make the catch uh, and uh, myriad is 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 safely caught oh and um, the uh, the you see in the above you the protector at affairs ship is uh, the parts of it are burning. It's not dropping out of the sky. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't look like the ship's completely destroyed. But oh yeah, it is disabled. Okay. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, and the as the whales are kind of like uh, they're they're sort of returning to the clouds now, and the storm is breaking around it as you know a normal storm would too. Do they seem happy? What what sensations are we getting, if any? I wouldn't say it's happy. It's more... 
I don't think they really had a they didn't really have a a horse in this race, right? I think they just saw the offering you made them, so I think it was just more of like a feeling of acknowledgement, like you've maybe made contact with bigger forces than you're used to. <laughs> All right. Good times. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, help myriad a hoist myriad aboard. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, you can make your way uh, around the cloud as you all probably plop down on the deck and catch your breath, because this job went a little hairy, a little sideways, um, as you make your way around the storm and successfully dock at Gypsum Heights. Probably by the evening, I would say. There's a nice sunset over the, uh, the towers of Gypsum Heights in the distance. Uh you can meet up with Solomon Purple, who is a um, kind of a, a gangly, um, uh, very exuberant person who talks about family a lot. And, you know, it's about family. Uh, and they, they clap you on the back and they say, like, ha, I knew I could count on you. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You know, Partial said, Partial said, they they added under Parcel City under under control. I knew, I knew this was going to be a two boat job, and I knew I picked the right boat. Oh, you guys made me, you all made me so happy. Uh, and he uh, he grabs a, a crowbar off his table and he goes to wrench it uh, wrench the top off the crate. And he's he uh, leans over for a second and he picks it up and he's like, Ah, oh, yeah, you know what this is. This right here is uh. Airborne Outfitters prototype. They're working on a new flagship for the Empress. This baby's going in mine. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, so you uh, you helped him steal a part for his uh, for his ship, so he can he can, or they actually they go by they them, um, so that they can they can keep kidding it out. Every time they say family, uh, mm-hmm. well, like cast a little sideways glance at uh, Myriad. It's about family. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and yeah, they say like, uh, you all, I don't, I don't know if I can say we're family yet. Uh, well, no, we're family. We're, we're Right now, we're second cousins. You do, another, you do another few jobs for me, you do everything right, we could probably get to first cousins. Eventually, I'd be proud. I'd be, no, he, he like, or they, uh, they kind of step back and they kind of pump their fists a little bit and they're like, I would be delighted. To call you my siblings. And we're getting there. I see it happen. But uh, yeah, I'll give you your payment. You can head out. Uh, you can. There's there's good places to eat around here. Um, food. Uh, the the replicators haven't been around for a few months. But you know, they still got some good. Uh, they still got some good stuff. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what to order. Some of it's, some of it's a little stale by now. But yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, and yes, yeah, so you successfully pulled off your first score. None of you died. None of you fell out of the sky. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was real close, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you have any uh, quick questions for Solomon Purple before you go? I'm kind of speeding it along. Let's see. Uh, I asked Solomon where we could maybe get a little medical treatment for Myriad, who's had got the toasty tootsies. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a, I got a ant. Yeah, 
aunt in town. Uh, she'll hook you up. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, or they give you, they give you her card. Okay. Um, let's see. So let me mark that you have done a job for the purple family. And when Quell takes the card to give to Myriad, Quell's eyes briefly flicker to Gadget, who made some very weird claims about being able to patch up Myriad. <laughs> that Quell didn't Don't need a doctor <laughs> or a robot. Solomon <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> slams the crate back shut and is like, well, great working with you folks. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch again, all right? You folks, you family, my second cousins, my delighted, wonderful second cousins. Ah, so happy to have you part of the family. That's um, still far enough away that you can get married. We're kissing cousins. <laughs> I mean, let's let's not jump to any conclusions, but I wouldn't rule it out. Oh. Uh, you know, there could be wedding bells in the future. I'd marry a second cousin if it was, you know, a fine, fine crew like you. You know, just saying. Well, had mostly been thinking out loud, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just saying, like, if you... If I asked, what would you say? (laughs) Are you asking all of us? Are you asking all of us? (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, if I just said, like, hey, you know, let's go get hitched. What what would you say? (laughs) Myriad thinks for a moment and is like... It would be an honor to be part of the Purple family. <laughs> that is what I wanted to hear. And uh, they go to give you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> well knew it. Well knew it. Well knew it. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you are going to get two cred, uh, a minor job, enough to make it to next week because you already owed him a favor. Um, so I'll mark that on your ship sheet. Uh, two cred. Uh, heat. After a job or conflict, the crew takes heat. Um, so let's see. I would say that this was standard exposure. Yeah, it probably would have been a one if you hadn't gotten spotted, or maybe even a zero, but no, you, you did get spotted. So you're going to take two heat in the sector or, or the ward where it happened, and it happened in turn ward. Uh, now we roll for entanglements. So let's see. We are at wanted level zero. So roll. Somebody roll me one d. I got it. Like a one d six or like. Yeah, one d six. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So you got a five, which is cooperation. Yep. Now Solomon wants to marry all of us. <laughs> and Myriad said yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Myriad has this romanticized idea of what it's like to be part of the Purple family after like reading all of those romance novels between the Empress and Atlantis Purple. Mm-hmm. So That's understandable. Myriad doesn't actually understand <laughs> what they just said. <laughs> Oh, Myriad. Now Myriad's going to have Solomon Purple chasing us across the vast, trying to claim your hand in marriage. (laughs) 